Welcome to Rooster Radio, a broadcast dedicated to supporting and promoting local artists in the Gaston County and surrounding areas. This episode of Rooster Radio is brought to you by Liquid Death. Murder your thirst. You know, one of my uh, favorite things about uh, partnering with Liquid Death here at the Rooster is you, a lot of people will come in and ask for water, and I hand them this can of Liquid Death, and I get that same look. Everyone looks at me like, I asked for water. <laughs> I'm like, that is water. And it's funny because a lot of times the older crowd will be like, no, I, I, I want some water, please. I'm like, yeah. it is water. It's good. It's, it's good water. Yeah, it's really I, good. I, I, this past Friday was the first time I actually tried it. And uh, my buddy that came with me, he's been wanting to try it too. So that's why he like he really likes sparkling water. So he, he really liked the sparkling. Yeah, he's actually going to talk to his boss at the shop that he works at about trying to get it in there. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, the sparkling is great, man. We can't, like, we carry two of their three flavored sparklings. They've oh, got, yeah, yeah, they've got uh, lime, severed lime. And then they've got um, a berry, a wild berry flavor. And uh, I like both of them. They also have a mango flavor, but we don't carry that here. It doesn't yeah. really move. Um, but yeah, we've got the sparkling, the lime, and the berry, and then the plain water. And, and we sell a lot of it too. I mean, it's really good stuff. It's quality product. And we partner with them because it kind of fits what we do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We're a music venue. We do a lot of rock and roll stuff, liquid death, bye. And you've got that, uh, that bucket deal for 14. That's a good deal too. That's true. We, uh, when we did the partnership with Liquid Death, what we did was we agreed to carry or uh, keep some things in our menu that featured Liquid Death product. So uh, one of those specials is the death bucket. You can get a death bucket. It's four domestic beers and two waters for 14 bucks. Our domestic beers are $4 a piece. So you're already saving two bucks on four beers and you're getting two free waters. Yeah. It's a great deal. It's a great deal and it kind of helps you keep responsible too. With because I mean, at some, at some point in the night, you're going to be driving back home and you need to do so safely. That's correct. And that's the, one of the things that I like about the Death Bucket Special is, you know, if you're going to be drinking domestic beer, drink some water. Stay hydrated. You know, it's great. And that's the other cool thing about Liquid Death is when you're at a show and you are drinking and you take a break between drinks to drink a, a Liquid Death, you're holding this can that looks cool. Like it yeah. doesn't feel like a little flimsy bottle of water. Yeah. You know, it's it's cool. Liquid Death is cool. What they do, and I'm, I couldn't be prouder to have, be partnered with them here at the Rooster. So uh, next time you're here and you're thirsty, ask for a Liquid Death. We'll get one for you. <laughs> oh, you want me to tell them? Tell my my Chris Jericho. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay, so we went to go see, uh, I guess, WCW Nitro in Charlotte one time. And somebody had told us before we went, like, to go to Southend Brewery afterwards because Ric Flair was part owner of that place, and a lot of wrestlers like to go there and drink after the show. So we went out there, and sure enough, we saw Ric Flair. He, he was there with some, some lady. I don't know if it was a girlfriend or wife at the time or whatever. And we tried to talk to him to get his autograph. He signed an autograph, but he was not very pleasant. But of course, we were interrupting him and some lady. Yeah. <laughs> But then uh, we saw Chris Jericho and Dean Malenko and Chris Benoit. Oh, uh, Chris sure. Benoit, didn't, he didn't hang out while he said hey and signed a couple autographs and then left. 
But Chris Jericho and Dean Malenko invited us to sit down with them. And we sat there and drank with them for a little while, got their autographs, just talking about wrestling and what we do and music and stuff. And Chris Jericho's super cool. He's, he's, he, he knows a lot of good stuff. You know, he was obviously does Fozzie, so you know he, what, what he likes. But then after a while, he's like, well, guys, I don't, I, don't, I don't mean anything bad by this, but I'm getting tired of looking at you guys. I'm ready to look at some titties. Do you know where a strip club is? <laughs> and I said, Leather and Lace is like right across the street, like half a block down. All right, man, let's go. Chris Jericho gets in my car. Dean Malenko gets in my, my oh, friend's my car. And we go like a block down the road to, to Leather and Lace. And uh, we get out, we go in, and they're playing a replay of Nitro on the TV oh, and, in, the, in the booth. <laughs> and so we walk in, and Chris Jericho goes, hey, that's me wrestling right now. I'm, Dean, I'm Chris Jericho. This is Dean Malenko. This is my cousin. This is my brother. And this is my, this is his, this is his cousin. What, something like that. You know? And so they're like, oh, yeah, come on in. Then they cleared the bar out for us. Like everybody else, they, they, they ushered them out. And we had the ladies like all to ourselves the rest of the night. It was pretty fun. Um, Dean Malenko probably wouldn't want his wife hearing about it. <laughs> yeah. But he got really cozy with one lady. And then after a little while, they were ready to go. So I don't know if they hooked up something for later on or whatever, but we drove them back over to a South End Brewery and nice. dropped them off and left. And you played wingman. Story. You played nice. wingman for a, a professional wrestler. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, it, was, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. That is cool. Yeah, it's, it's funny, like professional wrestling – yeah, everyone, pretty much anyone that grew up in the South watched wrestling as a kid. And, you know, it's, it's big. And I know that, like, there's a lot of people who trash talk wrestling and stuff. And the truth of the matter is it's it's, it's a male soap opera is what it is. Damn right it is. And, you know, it's this, it, 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 it evokes the same emotion that soap operas do for women, but for men. Mm -hmm. You know, it's you got your different characters and, and they're telling stories and, you know, truth be told, you know, anyone that, that makes the argument that, that says wrestling is fake, no, it's not fake. It's scripted. Let me see you do what those guys do every single night. Some of these guys are working six, seven nights a week just yeah. putting their body through all that punishment. I mean, you got to train. You, you got to train to know how to fall. Yeah, exactly. You know, it might, be, it might be scripted and it might be choreographed, but there's nothing fake about those, those, those slam when they slam somebody yeah. on their yeah. like, well, yeah, I mean, they put their body that, through hell. There's the, uh, um, the Sean Lycan story of, uh, back when he was in, uh, Fat Tortoise Butcher. Yeah. The, like around, around then they had a, uh, a t-shirt FWO and the fat world order. Yeah, everybody fucking had one, and and it's like one night they went to uh, wrestling in Charlotte, and it was Sean. I was there. I remember this. Was you at the? Yeah. I was yeah. There. Okay. <laughs> this is um, a different night, but yeah, it's like Sean was like, "You dare me to go down there?" And it was um, Randy Savage and. Um, Don't tell me he ran in the ring. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was Randy Savage and some big black I can't remember dude. Who, yeah, I can't remember who else it was. Uh, I know it was Randy Savage, though. But, yeah, and he goes, <laughs> and Sean is like, here I go. Fucking, like, 300, 400-pound dude running down, hikes up his fucking khaki dickies. <laughs> as he's running down. <laughs> as he's running down and gets, like, just his torso, you know, in the ring. We had to go over the barricade first. <laughs> yeah, you had to get over the barricade. You know, slowed him down a little bit. But uh, he got, like, just, you know, past his neck 
under the ropes. Randy Savage started just welling on his head, <laughs> with like like just stomping his head, and um, like because he thought it was somebody else coming in, you know, the, yeah. and whatever. So it, it it may be scripted, but somebody could like, hey, I'm just gonna go in and you know add something. But no, it was it was Sean, and it's like he got the shit beat out of him. So by uh, Randy Savage. Dragged out from security, he got put into the wrestling jail. Mm-hmm. But the the weird thing was, is he got to meet everybody. All the wrestlers, like Dad, <laughs> talked to him. It's like, listen here, brother, you shouldn't go in there. That's like, rah, 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 rah. Hey, that's like worth getting arrested for. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, it's almost as if it was worth it. I mean, yeah, but, but you know, it, again, but here's here's the the thing. At the time, James, the guitarist for Fat Tortoise Butcher, was pissed at him because he didn't have uh, any any you know FT you know FTB merch <laughs> on him. It's like, why do you wear a T-shirt? <laughs> <laughs> it used to be on YouTube. It probably still is, but I, I haven't been able to find it lately. It, it got took down. It's, yeah. it, they don't want to promote any of that shit. Yeah. I uh, I actually trained. Uh, I was I trained under Confederate currency Chris Hamrick, oh. uh, who used to wrestle in W. I mean ECW, mm-hmm. and uh, I I wrestled for about four years. And but I'll tell a funny story once we start doing this because it's too funny not to record. We're on it. Oh, we are yeah, on. Yeah, we're on. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Okay, well I'm gonna tell you this great story. I trained under uh, Confederate currency Chris Hamrick ECW. You know he used to wrestle with Julio De Niro and all those guys. Mm-hmm. Well, I got on uh, this card. And Ricky Morton was going to be on the card, Rock and Roll Express. Loved the guy growing up. He was like my hero, right? Well, actually, not really. Ric Flair was my hero, but Ricky Morton was pretty badass. I threw up on him. Go ahead. Ricky Morton? Yeah. (laughs) Well, Ricky Morton is in the dressing room, and I walk in, and I'm all excited. And I walk in, I have my gear, and I'm like, first thing I'm going to do, I'm going to walk up and introduce myself to him. And I walk in the room, and I look over, and let's say you're Ricky Morton. I didn't make eye contact with Ricky Morton. That's what you normally, you know, you want to make, he's pulling his pants down as I walk in. So I come in, I make eye contact, but with a wrong head. So I walk in and I go, and I look, and then I look up at him, and he's looking at me, looking at it. <laughs> so I went, and then I looked up, and I didn't know what to say, because I was like, I felt like I was stuck. I went, nice dick. And I just kept walking. <laughs> I was stuck. I didn't know what to say. So luckily, I didn't have to wrestle him that night. But I never did walk over and introduce myself or anything because I was too embarrassed because I complimented his dick without introducing myself. Oh my god! I guess that's the right thing to do. I mean, well, what do you say? Yeah. You know? I mean, and it was. It was. He does have like eleven children for a reason, right? Yeah, it was awesome. pretty impressive. Call it rock and roll. This, this, this is the perfect time to introduce yourself to our audience. Oh. Uh, Okay, my name is Matt Daigle. Um, I was, I guess, the reason why we're here. I, old school, hardcore punk guys. Uh, I started playing in uh, Deadlock in 1993, and played until '98, and then we got back together in 2012 until 22. All right. Yep. Mind and you're also. Oh, and I play with this other band. I, I don't know the other guys' names. No, I also sing with Queen City Rejects now. That's right, and that's why you guys are on here. Um, Johnny, Mike, go ahead and introduce yourselves. We'll talk uh, about it. Johnny, uh, whoever you want to, whatever. Johnny, uh, bass player, uh, Queen City Rejects. Um, 
blah, 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 who's next? That's me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mike Phillips, uh, I play in Van Huskins. We're also playing next week. And here at the Rooster. Mike also hosts a podcast called Gabba Gabba Huh, which you should check out, especially if you love local punk rock. And you should um, especially check it out this week because we're doing a <coughs> two-parter. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we'll get to that. But um, <clears throat> these gentlemen are here because next Saturday, or this Saturday, we should say March 11th, we have a hardcore punk show at the Rooster. And it's one I've been looking forward to for a while. Queen City Rejects is going to headline. Van Huskins is going to be there. We've got No Anger Control. we got Self Made Monsters and Yaller. So we've got five punk rock bands. They're all awesome, old school, hardcore punk bands. And I'm very excited. And that's why these guys are here today. So, um, so this all started, uh, Mike and I met when I first started trying to get the Rooster thing going. Um, Mike showed some interest. We started talking, and uh, we've become friends. and And I value Mike's friendship a lot. So when he talked about putting a show together, you know, I I, I can't remember if it was me or you that said we got to get Queen City Rejects in here. Well, no, he was like I was looking for a date, and you were kind of already booked up through April, I think, by the time we got ready to play. But you got to looking at your books, and you had Queen City Rejects on the books. For That's Mar what it March was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then I just took over the show from there. Yeah. <laughs> I actually I reached out to Johnny. Y'all need another band? He's like, yeah, I don't have anybody yet. Whoever you want to get on it. And so we put this show yeah, together. Yeah, so Mike, Mike grabbed show. the bull by the horns and, and took over. And then, of course, it all led up to us to win this podcast, and, and, and we're going to talk about it. But uh, but these guys, you know, if you don't already know them, which people watching probably do know who you are, but if you don't, these guys have been grinding it out for a very long time in the scene. Back, um, you know, people have heard me talk a little bit about the band I was in when I was a teenager. I actually, you know, was – a few years behind you guys, you know, we, we got going and you guys were already kind of in the scene playing shows and stuff when we were trying to get in it. So, you know, you guys were kind of mentors to a, to a degree for the young guys like me because you were really doing it. And back then when I was 16, 17 years old, I'd go see a show and I was completely starstruck. You, you know, I, in my head, the 16-year-old Michael was like, you know, if I saw you on stage, I thought you were a star. You know what I mean? I'm still the same way. I, I mean, even with friends, like knowing your control, it's like I see them on stage. It's like that's that's classic. That's yeah. that's a classic band. I'm getting a lot of that feeling back since we've opened this place because some of these local bands get on stage and they just own it, and you're just like, man, why aren't they famous? You know, these. Mm. I think that a lot when when bands get on stage and just kill it. I'm just like, man, these guys. Like, I feel bad at the end of the night not having thousands of dollars to give them. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I wish I could give you more money. But well, I'll tell you about. I'm um, yeah, not to blow smoke. But coming in here, I was really blown away because it gives you that old school feel of when you used to go to a venue. You know what I mean? Yeah. You go to a venue and you actually felt like you were seeing a rock and roll band, not just Billy and his friends. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it was really it was really a breath of fresh air to walk in here. I, I appreciate that. And then that. I saw these guys and I was like, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> we have that effect on people. <laughs> well, that was kind of scene. Well, that was kind of the idea. You know, yeah. I, I felt like. I felt like this town could use, you know, some culture. I guess I'll just put it that way. You know, this town could use some culture, something that's different. You know, I, I will admit, you know, when I go, when my wife and I take the kids to dinner, and we're, you know, at, at a restaurant and they're just packed out, I just find myself thinking, like, I want. Why aren't these many people at my place? Like, I just get jealous. I'm like, oh, I want this kind of business. Um, you know, we don't serve food because you know, it's it's a place for entertainment. And uh, I do want to bring that feeling back. I feel like 
there's a whole generation, well, two generations now of kids who are growing up on cell phones yeah. and mm -hmm. not getting human experiences the way that we did. You know, when we were younger, you know, <laughs> sometimes you'd find out the next day that this was happening, you, you'd be crushed for the whole yeah. day. Like, I missed out on this huge thing. And, you know, now people can sit at home and, and look at people doing live, you know, going live on their social media or posting photos and videos. Watch and other people live. I think, I, yeah, I feel like there's a lot of people that, that, that do that and that is enough for them. And it's yeah. like, no, it's not. It's not enough. I promise you it's not enough. You need to get out here and see it for yourself and have a visceral experience. And that's kind of why I design things the way I do. You know, I, I get a lot of, I get a lot of, you know what you should do. Oh, yeah. I hear that a lot. Mm -hmm. And when I hear that, I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, they're trying to help. They're trying to be, you know, everyone's got an opinion and theirs is valid too. But deeper in my mind, I'm like, fuck you, man. I, yeah. I, 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 where's your bar? Yeah. You know, you know not, to, not to be an asshole about it, but I, I mean, I get it. You know, I, I look at things sometimes. I'm like, this would make this better. But really, this was all designed to be like what you said. It's designed to kind of capture moments yeah. you know it's not supposed to be something that you can experience if you're not here yeah so that, that, you've done a great job i'm very and impressed and it's not just one flavor yeah yeah you that know, too you know it's like you got you know country you got rock and roll you got you know didn't you have bingo one day <laughs> Not yet. We're talking about doing a music bingo. That's okay. That's unannounced yet. But, uh, oh, I'm working no, on I, the I, job. I I, no, I thought I saw Cat something bag. that was that was here. I thought I saw. Not yet. We've okay. Done well, I didn't give nothing away because I didn't know nothing yeah, about nah, it. Nah, it's cool. He's done a paint and sip. Paint and sip. Yeah, we do paint and sips once a month, and we do stand up comedy once a month. And the, and the whole like when I started this journey, it was like, let me do. Let me let me give this the right. Let me do something for everybody. Now I will admit this: what I'm learning is that you can give the people what they say they want, but that's not necessarily what they want because mm -hmm. I've booked certain types of shows multiple times and no one shows up. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, do I keep trying to do this? Which I do because I want to give that opportunity to those artists. But at some point, it's gonna you know, it's gonna come a time where it's like, well, these are the types of shows that we end up doing long term, and then once in a while we'll do one of these one offs because people just you know people just don't show up. And I, I've said this a bunch of times. It's no it's no uh, secret that the rock and roll and the heavy metal those are the shows that people are showing up to more than any other ones. And so as I sales in this area. What's that? Metal always sells. Yeah, the yeah. Metal's metal's a it, they're fun shows. It's a great community. That, mm -hmm. Again, it, 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 metal has its own, or Gastonia has its own metal genre. Mm -hmm. It's called Gastonia metal. <laughs> I, I was I was uh, in literally in New York. Um, it, it was a Ash Ash uh, Buffalo, somewhere near Buffalo, in the mountains. <laughs> Just say Buffalo. Yeah. Uh, I it's like when somebody says, it. "Where are you from?" Charlotte. Yeah. 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 But no, it was it was cool as shit because there was a mountain. It looked like Boone. Mm -hmm. I'm in New York, but it looked like Boone. It was like mountains. I even saw a, a, a bald eagle. Never seen a bald eagle before. It just flew right by, and um, somebody was saying something. It's like, oh yeah, we're from. Charlotte, it's like, and New York people were like, since it was like something, it was like Gastonia metal. 
It was that. Oh yeah, that that's that's wow. that Gastonia. Wow. Mode. When was that? Like this in, was like uh, 2013. Mm. Yeah. Two, uh, it was. We were. We did a little, like it was somebody's backyard uh, festival. Uh, dude from uh, Killbillies. You remember them? Mm-mm. Name uh, sounds. I mean, that, that sounds like a name. It's it, it was, it's, <laughs> a, it's a Gastonia name. It sounds it's like a Gastonia name. band. Yeah, yeah. yeah Killbillies. Uh, but. Uh, yeah, they were they were they were up there, and it's like the the term Gastonia metal, it, and they're pretty much describing Pantera. Yeah, you know, but is <laughs> roundabout. But I mean, it's Gastonia metal. It's kind of like I was thinking Limp Biscuit. What's what's up? <laughs> it's kind of like thrash meets hardcore. Kind of, it's, it's it's there's like punk elements to it. There's thrash elements. It's like. It, it, it's like someone took all of those genres, like because like I feel like, and I was a kid in the '80s, so my memory isn't as vivid as it could be, but it felt like the '80s gave birth to like the, all the different offshoots of metal. You know, up until the '80s, like you had Black Sabbath, and you know, then Ozzy started doing his thing, and like then all of a sudden you got Metallica and Megadeth are doing Testament, and Exodus, and you're hearing all this thrash metal, and then bands like Pantera come along and they're like doing thrash but it's more groovy mm-hmm. you know and then from that groovy metal you start to see bands pop up and they start talking about metal core and then from that then you get into the 90s and the new metal becomes a thing and it's like all these different offshoots and it's like gastonia metal kind of takes all that and puts it in a big old pot and mixes it up and then that's what you get yeah it's like a conglomeration of all the different types of metal well there's a you know a few years back there was actually a couple of metal bands that was popping out of uh, Gastonia. Um, and as soon as I say this, none of the names is coming <laughs> to brain. Uh, Robbie Thornton was in one of them. Um, Name no, dropping. Love it. Yeah, well, I mean, he's 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 in the Menders now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he was in... Uh, Didn't he call that music like gin music or something like that? Wasn't that... He was talking about some band. He was like, gin music. I'm like, what is gin music? <laughs> well, I, I want to say Corporate Strain. Wasn't yeah, that a band? Maybe. I don't know. It, it sounds like another Robbie Collis. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, well, I mean, it's like uh, they would play DTs a lot. Okay, yeah. Um, that was, you know, uh, around 2010, a lot of, you know, the Gastonia metal bands would be playing either DTs or a pizza place called Gas House Pizza. I never saw a show there. I went to DT's one time to see, I think, one of Dwayne's bands. Yeah. Um, but, uh, oh, yeah. Um, Jack, I can't even remember that name. Yeah, I don't know which one. <laughs> it was at the time. No telling. This is, this is the episode <laughs> of Almost Remembering. Well, you know. Well, well we are aging punk rockers. So aging you gotta punk rockers. think our brains are not very. Just like wrestlers put their bodies through hell. Holes. Old, <laughs> old, old metal and punk heads kind of put our brains through hell. I mean, we, we, we keep pushing it along anyway. Like, yeah. Well, I'm still <laughs> excited over this giant joker I got. So I'm I'm thinking about that. So <laughs> the off-camera Joker that we can't yeah. show anybody. Yeah. <laughs> oh, actually, just, if just we to see his face in his front, yeah, he's, he's, he's on the green screen. He's green. Yeah, grab him. There's our hero right now. Hey. <laughs> Where'd you find this guy? Oh, it's on well, me or the Joker? The Joker. <laughs> yeah, y'all about the same size. Where'd you shut the <laughs> okay. There you go. Yeah. How's that? So where'd you find him? Hey, good, at a Goodwill. Oh, okay. 
I'm always he's at the Goodwill and he thinks of always out. I always he out looking stuff. I see something, I'm like, that's cool. I'll buy it because somebody else wants to yeah, buy it from me. That is fucking awesome. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. <laughs> She's gonna be a floaty oh, face. <laughs> That's what I was saying. You should be a kid's face and part of a shirt. I would, I, I would actually have old toys like that in my classroom. I taught for 21 years. And uh, you, well, hold on, where'd you teach? Uh, Rutherford County. Uh, High school, middle school, both. Yeah. I taught, I taught politics. I also taught sixth grade and seventh grade. They don't teach kids politics. Uh, <laughs> they what teach them what, what kind of politics they need them to follow. Nah. What you get? Nah. No, I, I taught, I taught AP government. And, okay. Um, and I had like a whole wall full of GI, old GI Joes and and uh, and toys. And the Joker would have been perfect in my classroom. But middle school had to be. God, that's the worst. My daughter's in middle school now, and these kids are vicious. Yeah. What grade They're is she in? Vicious. Uh, sixth. So, yeah. yeah. I, I taught sixth grade for twelve years, and they can be jerks because they go from being like these little kids, like like flicking boogers at each other, to finding out. Like, oh, my That's God, the like my body's growing, and I yeah. smell, my armpits smell like crap now, and, you know, I'm changing. And then they turn into assholes. For real? Until, like, you know, they're in their 20s. <laughs> so I have a 16, a 14, and an 8-year-old. And they're all jerks right now. I mean, I love them. And when <laughs> you watch this, I love you very much, but you are jerks. And they, right. they all each have their own smell. Oh, and none of it's good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my, my daughter, she cracks me up a lot, but I see her interact with her friends, and I'm just like, good Lord. Like, yeah. like she's the op- – like, when I was in middle school, I was not, like, the, the po- a popular kid. I think she might be, yeah. from what I can tell. She seems very well-liked, and it's like – you were the kid. I hated in middle school. <laughs> but I'd rather her have that camaraderie and that group of friends than kind of be like the, you know, outcast like I was. So I'm kind of happy for her that she's getting to participate, things like that. Plus, again, it goes back to having cell phones and access to each other. I grew up out on Crowder's Mountain, so no one was driving 15 minutes to pick me up for anything, mm-hmm. you know. And mom and dad sure as shit wasn't going to date me either. Yeah. So I got left out of a lot, and it was like – it's kind of cool to see her thrive because she thrives in it. Like she, she's funny. She's fun. She likes. You know, she doesn't mind the attention. Of course, I do get call or emails time to time. Like, you know, she's gonna get after school attention. She keeps getting out of her seat. She keeps mm. disrupting the class. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> she got, she got after school detention once because she called another student's mom a milf. Oh and my God! I got, I got that. I got a, a slip. She got, she got into the car, picked her up from school. She hands me the the after school detention slip, yeah. and I read that, and I, I burst into laughter. <laughs> I took a picture of it. I sent it to my wife and a couple of friends. Is like, look at this shit. <laughs> I'd see if she had been in my classroom, I would have given her extra credit. That's <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I wanted to meet that mom. <laughs> we were having such a hard time. Like, like Chrissy and I were like, "What do we do about this?" It's funny what she said. Like, we can't like come down her and make her feel bad about being funny. Like, that's oh, what I say. You got to be careful who you use, use those words around. <laughs> that's what we did. We was like, "Look, not everyone has our sensibilities. You know, not everyone. You got to kind of be aware does she of that." Know what the word means? Milf. Oh yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, they have access to everything. Hey, you know what? It, it, it was recently uh, I, I learned what GILF was. So I still don't know. It's the the grandmother. Oh, okay. That could be so, grandfather, too. That's well, <laughs> Johnny's a GILF, aren't you? 
No. No, not yet. Not yet. No. Not yet. No, no. I'm I'm um no. A deal. He just looks like one. I'm just I'm just a a, a deal hole. <laughs> deal hole. <laughs> yeah, you are a deal hole. <laughs> Nah, but See, you guys have to come to the show next Saturday because whoever's watching this, <laughs> the humor, the Yuma, the yeah. Yuma is going to be there because yeah. that was one thing I've really learned. Like when I was young playing music in the 90s, I was always pissed off. And I, I mean, it was always about the anger. Yeah, I still have that anger. I still do. But I also realized that life you only get one shot at this <laughs> thing. You might as well have now. a little fun, right? That's, well, yeah, that's, that's the point I would make is like, People like us have found ways to channel that anger into something positive, into something productive. More yeah. importantly, and and that's 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 why you know I keep saying how I just I love that I've been able to surround myself with artists and things because yeah. artists that that's the epitome of like making positive out of negative. Mm. You know, most most artists that I meet, and, and this doesn't go for everybody. I'm over generalizing, but most artists have figured out that. I could pine over this and let it control my life, or I could do something productive with this energy and create something. And that's why I love and respect artists so much. Is why I opened this place. Is, yeah. You know, it's, it was an opportunity to kind of deepen my roots in, in, in learning those behaviors and that kind of thing. And it's, I mean, I'll say this much. You know, for what it's worth, for anyone that gives a shit, it's made my life way better. Mm-hmm. Way better. So it's maybe it's not for everybody. Maybe maybe your idea of dealing with negative emotions is playing golf i don't know what whatever it is you do just find something that that can take that negative energy and turn See, it into something you're positive. doing yeah. this you're doing this for the right all the right reasons thanks man you're you're doing it to to bring something to someone back to the community you're not looking of course we all want to make a dollar sure yeah right? i'd love to make but money. that's yeah. not your your main reason yeah. like and Gastonia needs that. Gas, you know, our neighborhood needs this. 181 tried it, but he did it for all the wrong reasons. Yeah. You know, he he just was trying to get money in, just trying to make money. Didn't didn't care about what he was bringing in or what he was bringing in for. And this right here, you're you're looking out for what the product is going to the people yeah well it's i mean it's double it's 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 two-sided it's you know one is there's a big motivation for me to make artists happy and want to be here and you know there's like i want the artists to respect what we're doing and want to be here and then the other side of that is i want to give people in the community something to do that's you know, not the same old, same old, you know, you know, how many times can you go eat chicken wings and, you know, see, you know, I think some of the communities have spoiled some of the people a bit with all the free shit in the summertime. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's great that they do it. I don't want to come off like I'm knocking the free shows. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, <laughs> yeah, well, well, fire off, man. I, I think it's good because it's getting people out of their house but those events don't do anything to create community. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just here's something to do. Come do it, and when it's over, everyone disperses. Yeah, yeah. You see it. You see it when the event's over. Well, no it's, one's it's, going into the bars and the restaurants. They're going home. It's, they're it's just backfired. there for some free shit. Yeah, That's it's all backfired. they're there for. And, and so. yeah, you're right. It's it's kind of it's not creating community at all. 
And, you know, I'm, my hope and my intention here is that we do create community and give people like me when I was younger who didn't have many friends and a lot of stuff to do, somewhere to go to feel accepted. That's why we do all ages. You know, a lot of people our age, they got kids. You know, and that's everyone's excuse. I tell you, for a while there, I really enjoyed that excuse. You know, oh, I got the kids. I, you know, it's a great way to get out of doing shit. But what what you do when you do that too much, you're isolating, you're insulating yourself from the outside world, and that's kind of that kind of. I don't want to get into this conversation, but that that's kind of what COVID amplified was. You know, everyone kind of insulating themselves, getting stuck in their own little worlds, and then and then that's how you end up with the um, what's the word for what's been going on. Uh, not not distress, but um, I don't know, just the the un, uneasiness or the yeah, unsettledness yeah. of of, yeah. of the the social conversation. You know that that's how that happens. You isolate everyone. Everyone gets into their own little bubble, and then you know you get so comfortable in that anything it's, that's it's outside so of easy. It's yeah, easy it's so easy up. to fall into that. Yes, yes, exactly. You you give up on on trying, and it's like that's no way to live. That's no way to create community. How do we evolve? How do we how do we you know move forward as a as a species if we're all just in our own little little space it's, it's, and the it's only way to fix is get up and go yes go do something like, and i've said this before so don't, you don't have to come here go somewhere yeah you know go somewhere do something fun something you know and then you know because i i want to inspire the next generation of artists to that hey there is a place for you to go there is a place to go express yourself you yeah. know yeah so anyways and i'll that, step off now yeah. <laughs> on the subject of free shows it, this is kind of a little bit different than what you were talking about but um like, I love a free show. It's, it's, it's nice to go see a band play and not to pay anything. And I love playing some of the places that have free shows. Having said that, I've always felt like, from a certain point, like, free shows kind of devalue what we do. And it makes it harder to get people to pay when you play a place that is like a paying venue. Um, so, again, not, to, not any slag against free shows. But, like, you know, there's some bands that have pretty much marketed themselves out of playing a paid, a paid show. There's a handful of artists. I've had that that very conversation with a few of the artists that have come in on open mic. Mm -hmm. That I would love to give them a night here, but you know their their response is, well, you know I get paid X amount of dollars for three hours at you know, a wine bar or, or this bar, paid to come in and, see and 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 they do it so much that it's like, well, why would anyone come here and pay five ten bucks to see that person when the very next week they can go somewhere else for free and and i get that too and i, I don't want to hate on that because they're they're making a living yeah, they're, yeah. they're on a grind and i was i had ben gatlin in here last week shout out to ben gatlin mm -hmm. he he's a he is a professional musician he gets paid to gig around town mm -hmm. he did a show here and people did show up and they yeah. did pay a cover star and he made some money that night yeah. you know so I, you know hats off that's i think that speaks more to him as an artist than it does anything else yeah. but not everybody has that draw mm -hmm. And you know, and so I get it. Like I don't I don't hate on anyone at all that that that's doing that because they're making a living or yeah. they're making that extra money. And for the bars that do it or the places that do it, I understand it gets people in the door. And it's easy for people to just pop in and see mm -hmm. a band for fifteen minutes on their way home from work or their way home from somewhere else or whatever. But when I play a show, I don't want people to pop in for ten or fifteen minutes. I want people to come and stay for my band, see the opening band. If you charge a cover, people are more likely to come and stay for the whole show. And that's and that's kind of why we do the open our doors at six, start the show at eight. There's this two hour gap between the time our doors open and the show starts, and that's you know. 
that's an opportunity to get to know somebody. That's an opportunity to become part of this community, get to know us and my staff. And the bands are usually hanging out in the bar area before the show. The, you know, we've got this green room, which is nice. It's great space, and it's a place to kind of clear your head before or after a show. But for the most part, no one really hangs out in here, you know, until showtime. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, it's, that's, that's that community building aspect of what we do. Now, if I could figure out how to get people to hang out after the show, if anyone knows that secret, please tell me. Because when the shows are over, people clear out of this that's, place. That's the way it is most places. And, Unless, like, yeah. there, there's a few, like, like at Tommy's Pub, I'll say, like, usually when the show's over, some people hang out. But it's like a, it's like a neighborhood bar, too. Yeah. Uh, drink More special. Pub. Well, you, you, like you, the, you can't. You have to do yeah. it in North Carolina. <laughs> yeah. oh. Another another bar right here. Yeah, yeah. 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 you yeah. can't. You can't discount alcohol for a specific amount of time. It has yeah, to be the whole day. That. Which that would be brilliant, though. You know what I mean? Be like, because back in the day in the '90s, man, you would play like we would play like Jeremiah's. The first band didn't start until ten usually, and they did that on purpose because you know, yeah, they opened the doors at seven or eight. But now the, the band 10 and then 11, then 12.30, and then the headliner goes on at 12, I, I one. You know what I mean? By the time yeah. they're done, it's 1.45, and everybody's been drinking all that time. But yeah. nowadays, now, you kind of have to do it opposite because people won't hang out that long. That's so you right. You have to start the show yeah. earlier. Weird? But you still can't just start them too early because people don't want to come out too early. Mm -hmm. I get weird. it. It's, it's, <laughs> you it's got this different. little window, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's very it's different. Like 9 and 12 where music can happen and people will be here. Well, yeah, I mean, I remember like back then, it's like, you know, oh, Shit doesn't get started until ten o'clock. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's eight o'clock. Oh man, you know, I'm gonna take a thirty minute nap. <laughs> you know, and, and and this is when you're you're in your twenties. Yeah, you know, it's like it, it's like ten o'clock. You know, and, and that was that was when the first band goes on. Yeah, you know, and and we and and now it's like. Let's let's get it started at eight, and like we could all be home by twelve. You know, yeah. in my heart, I, I I see things as I mean, I think see things as cyclical, and what you're doing now, I think that this is almost like it's almost like a renaissance of of like social gathering, and I think that in some sick demented way, we almost have like COVID to thank for it in a way. You know what I mean? I wouldn't say COVID to thank. I would say that COVID kind of gave birth to this opportunity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm never going to give COVID any credit for no, anything no, positive. <laughs> it took my pop. It, 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 it took, took my dad, so I don't give it any credit. Yeah, it took my grandpa, and it tripled the price of the upfit on this building. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, damn you, COVID, for that. Yeah. But right. it did kind yeah, it of tripled the price of what the construction on this building. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Construction <clears throat> cost. Yeah. Lumber. I mean anything on the supply well, chain. Metal. Yeah. I, because metal. this is a commercial uh, assembly zone property, I mm. had to frame everything. I don't want to bore people. <laughs> I'm, not, we, I'm not going to do that. Didn't we do your podcast while we were under? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I came to your practice space when we did uh, yours. That was the what well, we did too with you. Yeah, we did that one. Then you guys came to my place, and that's when you played the acoustic version of some of your songs. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah you fun. can go back and see that episode. I believe that was season one. Uh, scroll back and on uh, Spotify. That one's not on YouTube. That was before we were recording video. Right. <clears throat> but you can go back on Spotify and hear those episodes. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, COVID, that's another thing COVID did for us is it gave me, <clears throat> it forced me this. to get, yeah, it forced me to get creative with like how to stay in front of people. You know, I, you know, it's how Mike and I met was I showed up at a show that he was playing at Freeman's, 
And after his set, I walked right up to Mike. I was like, hey, I'm Michael. I'm doing this. Yeah, and, and Mike was interested. And, and I did that for the whole summer of 2019. You know, during, like, before COVID, nobody knew COVID was coming, mm -hmm. right? I was on this mission. I had found the property. I was going through all the motions. And I was just showing up at all the local bars that had music and introducing myself. And um, so as a result, the social media page started to get some followers and people were starting to pay attention. And people were like, oh, you're the guy doing the thing. And then COVID shut everything down. And I'm like, fuck, like what we are. I'm, there's so much uncertainty because at that point I'd already bought the building. Like I was stuck with this property mm -hmm. no matter what. And um, my daughter's at home doing Zoom classes. And I was like, I wonder, because I, I was out of work for three months because of COVID. The, the job that I had at the time, they, they shut us down. And uh, so I'm watching my daughter do school online, and I was like, I could probably do that with artists. Hey, and Mike, then pizza 24-7. We didn't shut down for shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, for three months I shut down, and then I got another opportunity because uh, that was – that, God, this is going to be boring. Uh, Walgreens bought Rite Aid. Why don't you go on my podcast? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. Well, well, I'll, I'll, I'll shift. Anyways, long story short, COVID forced me to get creative and to, to get in front of people, and that's how this podcast started. And it also gave me time to, like, get – I don't want to say good because I don't think that I'm, I'm good at this, but it, it gave me practice, and it got mm. me more comfortable. Cause I, I've said a lot how uncomfortable I am doing being mm. on camera, being on mic. But now it's not so bad. You know, like, like I'm not as nervous. I, I will say with the both of you, I, I was telling him, Mike, earlier that uh, and and you, I've no, I'm sitting here just listening to you. And by the way, you know what what happened out back stays out back. <laughs> but um, I'm very zoned. <laughs> but no, it's like the two of y'all have developed a radio voice. It's like y'all really? can sell some ketchup to chicks in white gloves, you know, because y'all got y'all got that voice going on now. So I mean, I'll like, take that compliment. I don't sure I believe it, but it's something that you get better with with practice. I mean, just being able to just talk and and come up with things and usually collect your thoughts pretty quickly. To yeah, spit them out. But I, I still get messed up sometimes. Cigarettes and coffee. it's a lot, a lot of practice, a lot of practice. Yeah, well, it's like Go I back did and listen to the first few episodes of my podcast, and you'll you'll see. I did I did yours your show uh, like, and then the next week everything shut down because we mm -hmm. went to because y'all played that night yep, with no did. anger control. Yeah, that's right. We did that on that 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 and yeah, that over over at Freeman's, and then the next week everything shut down. By the way, can we just when you just said that, can we just put over a few people? Yeah, give yeah. them their sure. flowers. Yeah, let's do it. We have got to put over Tiff and Levi in that group. No anger control. They are amazing, and I love listening to them play. And you know, it, so many bands for so long, especially when you're young, you you don't want anybody else to succeed because you think that it's going to maybe somehow take that shine off of yourself. Man. If people could change that mindset oh, yeah. and want people to succeed, like you look, at, like I mean, I've gotten to, I haven't gotten to see y'all are yet, um, which they're from my neck of the woods. Yeah, they're from Shelby. Shelby. I'm from Rutherford County, um, but like I've seen Self Made Monsters. Um, uh, which one played in Maniac Spider Trash? Eighty four. Eighty. Uh, we played with them back in like ninety four, ninety five. Um, great guys. Um, so you know, everybody on that show Saturday, it would be. 
somebody would be smart just to come out and just enjoy the show just because of the history in that room. Yeah, yeah you well, that's, that's the cool thing too. Exactly. Because yeah. All of us are friends, not like acquaintances, but all friends. of us are actual friends, and, and that's that's so fucking beautiful. That I love it's that like, I, I love that, that mentality. Like there, there is there is a certain percentage of people that have that like that believe that there's this finite amount of attention, this finite amount of opportunity, mm -hmm. which, you know, maybe that's true in some places, but I just don't feel that way at all. Yeah. I feel the same way about this place. Like I look at places like ground zero milestone, um, you know, Tommy's pub, uh, 27 club in Asheville, like all these other places that bands that are playing here are playing at too. I see, I see a band that plays here or has a show here pop up on a flyer for a show at one of these other spots. I'm like, hell yeah. 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 I get excited for them because they're getting another opportunity to share their art with another community. I don't look at it competitive at all. And well, it's uh, also, you know, uh, just a cool, I mean, like the three of us, have in and out known each other for over 30 years something around like about 30 years yeah, like johnny and uh, apple seeds deadlock and you know nme like from 92 on up yeah, you yeah, know like we've all been playing pretty much that long you know and me and johnny when we first started out um before we even knew each other i was playing in a band called pope's on dope my second band and he was playing with a band called guppy love Right. Didn't even know each other, but we were rivals at that time. <laughs> Guppy Love was our rival band, and because they, they did some kind of flyer that said something about Pope's on Dope, and we did a show where we just trashed Guppy Love. But it might have been like... <laughs> That's awesome. Around the same time Johnny was in the band. No, actually, y'all's rival started before I was in it with, yeah, the, you with came that in little afterwards. fucker like, yeah, yeah, weasel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. that's... Yeah. <laughs> But then we, awesome. then we got to know Johnny later. I, I think it was years before I knew he actually played in Guppy Love. Well, I mean, you, well, you got to also look at it like this. I mean, you're doing punk rock. There's a lot of angst you're, you're working out in punk rock. When you're young, you know, I, I don't know about you guys, but for me, you know, when I started playing, it was it was kind of like a, re, a way to release and yeah. an outlet for mm -hmm. me. And, you know, once you start putting stuff together and you know that what you've got is worth hearing, you want everyone to hear it, and it's like. Oh, I didn't feel that way. <laughs> I, I, I did. I was like, "Hey, I want everybody to hear it," but I didn't think it was worth hearing. I was like, <laughs> well, this, I look this back. Is all right for me. I still have these old notebooks that I used to like write songs and stuff in, yeah. and once in a blue moon, I'll pull those out and I'll I'll read that stuff, and I'm like, "You are so stupid!" Like yeah. I, I just I like read the that like the angry lyrics. Yeah, oh, dude, I do that all the time. Like God, I can't believe I used to sing that at the time. Facebook memories. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's basically what a Facebook memories is yeah. now for I wrote people. That Ten years ago, what? Yeah, really? yeah. what was I thinking? But at Delete. The, but at yeah. the time, you're like, yeah. There's a lot of I'm, gonna, I'm gonna cancel culture myself. Yeah, I've yeah. never said that. But at the time when you're writing it you're like oh this is fucking brilliant like, yeah. like you're rhyming words and you're, yeah. you're putting melodies together and, but then you read it now and you're like god i'm so dumb yeah but <laughs> exactly. but that you know 
Like, it makes you wonder how, like, some bands that hold it together and make it, like, you know, a 30-year career out of it, mm-hmm. and then, like, they started out with, with like, you know, immature lyrics. Yeah. It makes you wonder, like, how a band feels well, at they, 45 years old singing that same shit from when yeah. you were 16. Take a kiss the lyric. Beastie, the Beastie Boys kind of went through that. because they. Had, You're they, right. They, they sure did. They for some of their earlier yeah, stuff. They sure did, yeah. And, um, but, I mean, like, I'm, real, I'm really proud of pretty much everything I've ever done. But Even though some of it wasn't the greatest, it's, I'm proud of it. Take a That's kiss cool. lyric and read it out of context. It's the cheesiest shit ever. <laughs> and, and, it, and it's just like, oh, my Lord, you know, it, but you put it to music. I don't know. I think Love Gun was one of the most clever things ever written. <laughs> uh, what's, the, what's the story? Love Didn't Gun? they do that in Rival of Sex Pistols? It did Is they? That how I don't the story know. goes? I, I, I don't Maybe, know I don't that. How could they even be rivals? Like, well, not rival, but... Uh, in, in, in reaction to... Yeah, in oh, reaction in reaction to... Okay. Or maybe, maybe it was inspired by... Yeah. Or something. Could have been inspired. There's a connection. I, I, there is oh, a connection okay. between Sex Pistols and Love Gun. I, I don't know the that story. That makes sense. Uh, that's, as, as, as I, I should read more books. Yeah, yeah, I should read more. You're right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> should read more. <laughs> Instead of just the headlines. Oh, back to what Matt was saying about the, the bands that are playing next week. Like, No Air Control... It's a fantastic band. If you haven't seen them yet, you're going to love them. Tiff is just, she's, she's an inspirational I'm really looking really. forward she to is. it. She is very engaging, and she, she connects with the crowd. Uh, Self-Made Monsters is just one of my favorite bands in North Carolina. They're Self-Made garage, Monsters they're, is... They're, they're so good. Oh, my Song, God. Songs about, like, sci-fi horror stuff. You're just, it's so, so good. Eddie's got just, he writes great lyrics. He writes great music. And, uh, and their, you know, persona, their persona on stage is just... Like, you you wouldn't believe that these cats play this music. It's, 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 yeah, it's, just looking at them. Like, it's like like a lot of bands around here. You look at them, they're unassuming kind of people. No, I, I, I'm really looking forward to this. Song. Even y'all are like... I was going like, to say, and y'all are. I wanted yeah, to definitely shout out y'all are. Yeah, well, Galaxy was here. And what's yeah. his name? Uh, Jason, Jason. Jason. Yeah, Jason, Galaxy, Galaxy and Jason were here Friday with the with, with the Dancing Fleas and by the way shout out to the Dancing Fleas that was an amazing show yeah. and it's me I'll, I'll I'll jump off subject for a second just to say this the Dancing Fleas are the epitome of why I open this place mm. there there is nothing like what they do around here no it's it's not mainstream it's not punk it's not rock it's not country it's none of that but it's all of that but it's all mm. it's, it's, it's all, all of that but it's none of it. And it's and it's just you know, ukuleles. Is, I mean, at one point, one of the ladies she she starts tap dancing on this wood, and it's part of the song. Mm-hmm. It's, it's I mean, they got a slide guitar player. They were amazing, and they this play. I mean, I was moved, mm-hmm. and that's and you know, and what's funny about that is that when I made the announcement, some bitch jumped on uh, Facebook and was like making fun of a ukulele band. And my, my response was, well, I hope nobody says that when you go to perform. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, I was being gracious. But in my head, I was like, fuck you, bitch. Like, yeah. this is awesome. And then they came and did it, and they were even better than I thought they could be. Yeah. And, and now I'm even I'm looking forward to seeing Galaxy and Jason come back and do the punk rock thing. And yeah, yeah. what's cool is that you can have artists that can do these two very mm. different things and do them so well. Yeah. And so, anyway, I, I needed to sidetrack that because yeah. I wanted to give the Nancy Fleece some love for what they do and then bring it back to, you know, those two members of that band are coming back and they're and they're yeah. a father daughter yeah. combo. This, this was supposed yeah. to be a, a four band show originally. I mean I, I did I think maybe you'd mentioned five bands. I'm like, ah oh, no, we'll keep it at like three probably. 
And then I made it four, but I, I saw them play in Spindale on New Year's Eve, and when I saw them, I'm like, we got to get them over there. Yeah. The for one, they're from Shelby, so maybe they'll bring some people from over there, too. Hopefully. Uh, but, you know, it's a father and daughter. He That's plays so guitar. Cool. She sings. Her boyfriend plays sax and, and synthesizer. Uh, and then I've got a friend, Kim. She plays drums. Her husband plays bass. So it's got this family feel to it. And then they also play, like, they play, like, fun stuff. They play X-Ray Specs. They play Misfits. They play X. They play a couple of originals. But all songs that work really well with like synth and sax. It's, it's, yeah. it's really, it's like, I call it kind of wholesome punk rock in a way. It's just, it's a lot of fun. That's awesome. Uh, I'm really excited about seeing them again and sort of introducing them to the, the Charlotte scene a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm glad we could provide that opportunity. You know, we're, none of us are going to make any money, but <laughs> it'll be fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping we have a pretty good crowd out here. I'd love to, to show Gastonia that punk rock can really sell out here. Maybe not sell out, but if we can get 100 people here, it'd be great. Yeah, that'd be I, We don't care about the money. We just want we want people to see what we have to offer. And and, and seriously, like, it's going to be a lot of history in this room that night. Yeah. A lot of history in Charlotte. Not, some of these people are transplants, but they've been playing for years now. Mm-hmm. I mean, Knowing Your Control has been around for 10 years. And, yeah, and they're, they're, they're just they're they're phenomenal. They're, they're, they're probably, like, they're the most consistent draw in Charlotte, for sure. Yeah. And having them and self-made monsters, I hope we'll get some people to come across the river to come see it. And maybe y'all are, we'll get some people to come from Shelby because those people need to come and see what a great place this is. It's just like 30 <laughs> minutes down the road from you. They ain't got to drive to Charlotte anymore to see shows. Yeah. They can come here, mm-hmm. and it's, it's like just right down the road from home. So let me, let me throw a monkey wrench in things real quick. How do you determine on a, on a lineup like this where you pretty much we have got five bangers and mm-hmm. bands, how do you determine who's going on first, who's headlining? Like, how do you how do you make that decision? That's that's a little tough. I, when I got it, I, I sort of looked at this as like, well, Queen City Rejects had the date, so maybe Johnny will play last. Because we don't mind doing it, but right now we have some things that make it easier just for us to play earlier, just to make sure everything goes smooth. Um, so I wanted us to play kind of early. Y'all are, when I, I don't mean to laugh, but when, when I added y'all, it was like they're going to be the opener. Um, but then it was like, knowing your control was, like I said, one of the more consistent draws. So I kind of want them to play later. Okay. There, was a, there was a short time when Tiff thought she might have to go earlier because she's just some health issues. But she says she's got them under control now. She wants to That's awesome. Play so it's, really so it's going to go as planned. Self-made monsters go third. Really, on this lineup, I could have put anybody last. I could have put anybody wherever. Y'all just needs to go first because they're the, they're the newest band. And But, you know, other than that, I, I could put anybody anywhere. It's, it's mostly just like... When I book a show, I talk to the other bands, and if I if I personally book it and I'm looking for an op- for a headliner, I let them know I'm looking for somebody to play last. Uh, I forgot who came to me about this show. Did I come to y'all or did y'all? Do you have on the books when I when yeah. I found out? Well, me me and you had been we've been talking since the podcast. You know? Yeah, you're right. And I, I and this was kind of early on, uh, right when I was about to open. You weren't or Queen City Rejects wasn't ready, right? Because I was going to try to get you in here earlier. And then I followed back up with you like a month or two later, and that's when we put the date on the books. Yeah, somebody You're was hard in, to get a hold somebody of somebody sometimes. Was out, somebody was in, somebody yeah. was out. Yeah. But also when I talked to Johnny and found out that this was probably going to be their last show, I'm like, maybe you really do need to go last on this one then. Yeah. So make, I don't think we've mentioned that yet. I might just... No, no, it, 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 it's going to be our last one. Uh, we have hit, uh, like, no anger control, uh, their 10 years. Uh, this is our... Uh, ten-year mark of uh, of doing this, and uh, it's it's just it's it's time. It's it's just you know there there there's you know and there is a song you know it's a 
it's time. Just time to do something <laughs> else. Time to move on. Time to, you know, just time. After a while, you probably get a little tired of juggling members and stuff. I mean, uh, yeah, well, you know, uh, that's the long answer. Yeah. You know, the short answer, it's time. It's time to do something different. Well, sometimes, I, I, I mean, that happens. Things run their course. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Just like relationships, you know, I mean, and that's essentially what a band is. It's, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's a the people in it, it's a relationship you have with each other to create stuff together. And sometimes it does run its course, you know. And yeah. I, I wish more people understood that that's okay. Like, it's okay for things to be awesome for a while, and then, you know, it's, if it's not working out, you know, a lot of times, creatively, you move in different directions. I mean, I'd love to still be playing in the accidents, but that had to run its course, too. Y'all yeah. still are the accidents. <laughs> Just, I mean, that's, that's the, I mean, you're, you, you're, y'all still the crusties. If it's too... Of the same members, y'all y'all the same. It's the we, same band. Yeah, we definitely still carry it, but I, I'd love for like I mean I'm not not from Van Huskins. I love Van Huskins. I'd love to be playing in Van Huskins and the Accents. Like if the Accents decide to get a reunion together this, next year, I'd be all for it. I'd be the one pushing for it. Honestly, that would be awesome. But I just don't think I don't think Greg would do it, and I know Saunders probably wouldn't do it. But now I'm doing a show here in October, and there may be something going on for that. I was just well, now, would it be, on, would, would it be the Accidents or would it be Los Accidents? Well, what I'm, on, what, I'm, what I'm working on for, for October will actually be more Pope's on Dope style Johnny Appleseed. Okay. All right. It's, it's a 30-year thing, so we oh, haven't wow. really talked about that. We don't have to talk about that yet. We can't talk about that. I guess I, I mentioned it. Well, I was, I was going to bring it up because, you know, we're getting kind of close to wrapping this yeah, yeah. up. I was going to say that I was going to drop a little, a little hint that in October we, we will be you know, putting together a, another even bigger. I mean, this is a big show. It's five punk bands. It's a big show. Make no mistake. But, it uh, is a big show. It's yeah. our last one. Well, the good thing, just, 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 just because I know a lot of people... He here. says that, and then watch, Queen City Rejects will be on the well, <laughs> October well, bill. Yeah, yeah. Nope. Well, that's nope. always possible. But I'm going to throw this out there while we're talking about the five bands. That sounds like a lot, I know. But you got five bands that are not going to play more than 30 minutes each, and we're going to have our shit set up and ready to go so we can get on and off the stage as quick as possible. In true punk rock fashion, they have asked me to remove the drum riser yeah, from the stage. No drum riser. <laughs> we even added two songs to make it 30 minutes. 30 minutes. Well, I mean, if you want to play less than 30, that's fine, too. I'm like, man, Huskins might play 20. Queen uh, City Rejects finale, they get out, they play two songs. All right, good night. Hey, that's, that's, hey. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just want to throw that out there because I'm a fan of, like, the, the, Lesser bands on a bill, but every now and then you gotta just give somebody a real show, a good show. That's well, I, th I, I, I think right. that's another thing that's fun about punk shows is like they're usually like shorter, like thirty-minute mm -hmm. sets. You know, because I watch, I'm behind the bar every night, right? So I'm I'm watching I'm watching what's going on, on stage. But I'm also watching how the people interact and react to things. And when when that thirty minutes is about the mark where people start fidgeting and mm -hmm. you know people will go outside or they all got brains of goldfish. It's mm -hmm. I, this right here, man. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I get it. But you know look we I, I try not to focus too much on, on any negative aspects, but you know you do what you want, man. I, I mean, that's that's who I am to my course. Do what you want. Just don't hurt others. Yeah. You know, but but 30-minute sets, that's a great 
that's a good spot for for bands to do because unless you're doing something completely like off the wall like like for example dancing and flees it's so different you're mm-hmm. kind of captivated you're yeah. like whoa like you're just waiting to see what happens next but no i think i think that's a good model you know especially with five bands you know to try to keep people here for that long and hey our drink prices are pretty reasonable so it's not like you're going to spend a fortune at the yeah. bar so <laughs> and on that note we can wrap it up you guys want to throw out uh, any promos or tell people where to find you stuff like that uh you can get our stuff on spotify at uh youtube Actually, that's all you. I don't know. Yeah. Where oh, well, Johnny, is. you can get anybody, all of our stuff. It's all over any, any of the streaming things. Um, we've got Queen City Rejects up on Spotify, Apple Music, Stitcher. I mean, not Stitcher. Uh, what is it? Tidal, Deezer, whatever. All those things. Uh, same with Van Huskins. Um, we're on the social medias, the Instagrams and the Facebooks. Uh, Van Huskins, Queen City Rejects. Just, just search. You don't, don't need an address or anything. And Matt, I, I want to, I mean, go ahead and promote your place. Oh, well, uh, I have a whiskey bar in Rutherford called the Club Car. It's called Matt Daigle's Club Car because, you know, I have to have that kind of a, you know, everybody knows Matt Daigle, right? No, uh, no it's in Rutherford and I do. And anybody that's listening, if you play acoustic, you want to get a gig, I pay $100 and all the whiskey you want. Sound good? Nice. Why don't you come out and drink some whiskey with me one night? I say, you open on Mondays or Tuesdays? I can be. (laughs) It's the days I'm not here. Um, We did mention earlier the show as well, like in October, just just as a little just teaser. It's a 30 year from the first show I threw at an armory years ago, and I'm trying to get a lot of people that played that show to be on stage here for that too. So it's like trying to most of the most of the bands will have a member that played at that that thing. It's just like trying to do like a high school reunion, like trying to find people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, they're, they're, all, they're all still around. I mean, that's the thing. Is like that. Like I said, we've been in the scene forever for thirty years. But I look around and see all the same people I've been. Playing it's cool. With for 30 still years. around and still supporting. So you can you can still find them, and and the, and they're all still making really good music too. So I didn't it, mean it'll to be you. like you said, maybe a little bigger, maybe six bands, but not 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 too many. There's a, there's well, a we, we, we made it on a Saturday, so we, we can you know, we can make it an all-day thing if we have to. So. Yeah, there's a market, but we could always, I mean, you know, we'll, there's a market that day. But we'll figure it out. <laughs> well, fellas, I, I want to thank you all for coming in today. Um, I really appreciate it. This has been a lot of fun. I, I really appreciate your time. And come see these guys uh, Saturday, March 11th. Uh, doors will open at 6. And uh, you're going to see five bands. I mean, it's you can't ask for, for a better time, man. Thanks a lot, fellas. And uh, we'll see you Saturday. Peace and love. Later.